Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the Giant Splash. I'm Henry Schulman, the Chronicles beat reporter. I'm here with Marty Lurie for part two of our podcast from spring training in Scottsdale, Arizona. In the first one, we talked all things Giants. I hope you'll listen to it if you haven't already, wherever you get your podcast. Today, we're going to talk about some bigger issues in the game itself. Just a reminder first that we would like to give you a chance to have a say in what we cover. We want to know what you want to hear and how you feel we can make our podcasts better. Please take a short survey at sfchronicle.com slash podcast survey. If you complete it, you'll be entered in a drawing for one of five $100 gift cards. It's short, and we'd really like to get your feedback. That's sfchronicle.com slash podcast survey. On to part two with Marty Lurie, right after this. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Henry Schulman back with Marty Lurie. I, I went to the uh, press conference yesterday that Rob Manfred here. I actually wanted to ask him a non-Astros uh, question, and, and then I realized if I stood up and did, then I'd have a 200 journalists who would pick <laughs> up their laptops and smack me in the head. Um, I mean, you've been through so much. You've seen so much in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where does the Astros sign-stealing scandal rank in your mind as – uh, one of the big negative developments in this game. Well, it does. Uh, look, you go back 100 years, John McGraw talked about it, and the great Hall of Fame manager. And you had him on the radio. Yeah, John McGraw. 1913, he talked about it. He says, you know, we can steal signs uh, if the catcher has his hand too low and things like that, but telescopes and binoculars are no good. You know, and that's the culture of baseball. As baseball developed, sign stealing through telescopes, binoculars, and other nefarious means were used. Uh, The Giants did it in 1951. Al Worthington, a pitcher, wouldn't go to the Chicago White Sox because they were stealing signs in the scoreboard. So in baseball, it was always don't do it. And if you get caught, they slap you on the wrist. They give you a parking ticket because it wasn't that big a deal. This thing became a bigger deal because of the cyber attacks we have in, in the world and the technology, how it's taking over the world and taking the heart away. So they, they clearly used means that were nefarious, that should not have been used, and they did it in a super technical way, and they did it during the World Series. It's like a movie out of Hollywood. This is a movie. And they did it during the World Series, and they won the World Series. And this offends the sensibilities of everybody. So it's bigger than it's ever been, 
for, because of the technology involved and because of the world that we live in. We're, we're panicked about the next presidential election, about every state. We can't even get out of Iowa without a, with a primary, you know, being subject to all sorts of questions because of the apps and things like that. So it bothers me. All right. You saw that the game took a big hit during the, well, you saw it took, took a big hit during the strike of 94, 95. Yeah. It came back. Took a big hit. Uh, from the steroid scandal and it came back. You think this, this is really going to take a long time to get you know, baseball back in the graces of American public after this one? No. No, I don't. Uh, I, I think the, the, the public wants games. They want the story. They want to know, is Stanton going to hit 70 home runs? Is Aaron Judge going to do this? How will other teams treat the Astros? Is Verlander going to be the guy, you know, who goes on the mound and does things? Will the Giants break through with this young, hungry team? People want the story. This doesn't go to the integrity of the game. It went to the integrity of one team using technological things to steal signs. It doesn't go to the heart of baseball. Not at all. I think we need games. When all this stuff happens over the winter, there's nothing to talk about. 24-7, look, you're the hardest working guy in, in baseball. You're writing columns and tweeting and doing stuff all day long. That's the off-season. Once we get games, this is going to be forgotten. Well, you have a Twitter account, yes. right? Baseball At Baseball Marty. Yeah. You don't use it a lot, do you? Uh, during the season, I do. During the season, I do. And I let people know when the show's going to start, who's going to be on, and things like that. And while the games are going on, I like to tweet. Because, uh, look, for the post game, it was very helpful, you know, to get the discussion going, getting ready for post game. So I would tweet in the seventh inning, it's time for Bochi to make a move, or, you know, better hit and run here, put a pinch runner in here, and, you know, do this or that. And it got the conversation going. I like tweeting during the game, I don't tweet as much during the week. And um, robo-umps, they may be coming to spring training here, as I understand it, as an experiment. What are your thoughts on that? I love it. I saw it. Uh, I went to the Pacific uh, League, whatever that thing is, over in San Rafael. Indie ball. Yeah, <laughs> indie ball. I saw it. It was when Eric Burns was doing that whole thing, the special on HBO, and I saw it. Jenkins writes about it. Jenkins and I are on the same page. We like it. And you know why I like it? I'm tired of the belly aching during the broadcast of, of broadcasters, players, everyone saying that was a ball, that was a strike, that was a ball, that was a strike, and they're umpiring from 500 feet away. I'm sick of it. Have an automatic strike zone, whatever it may be, let it be called. There is no delay. The um, I saw it in action. The umpire calls it right away. I'm tired of the belly aching. I'd like to see a game without that. Well, we're going to have belly aching about something. It, we, all, we always do. Yeah, all right. So the call's at first base, and we haven't even gotten into replay yet and, <laughs> and what's going on there. But as far as the, the pitch, ball, strike, and all that, get it called by the computer, whatever it may be, if it's accurate enough, and stop. I tell you, he's the umpire, and he's a high ball umpire, and this and that. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of it during the broadcast. Uh my feeling on replay was always that if the people in New York can't figure out in 90 seconds that uh, the call was wrong, then it should absolutely automatically be upheld. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's ridiculous how long it takes. There should be a replay booth uh, in every stadium. This is an $11, $12 billion industry. Come on. 
There should be in every stadium they should have it. It should be instantaneous. It should be initiated by an umpire in a replay booth who can look at it quickly and make a decision, and that's the way it should be. I think it's nuts that, that we go on for three or four or five minutes waiting for a call. Finally, this year, they're, gonna, they're at least going to tell you Suppose, right? Isn't an umpire going to be mic'd and tell you, you know, what the result was? I don't know if that's starting this year, but yes, yeah, like the NFL referees. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the replay thing has got to be worked on. The, the guy popping off second base and getting tagged and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't meant for that. Right. It wasn't meant for that. And you can't have every play. Every Look, Abner Doubleday, remember George Carlin, Bob Newhart said, boy, Mr. Doubleday, you figured it out. 90 feet. How did you know that? It's the perfect distance. Every play is bang, bang. Every play is bang, bang. You can't have replay every time. Okay, Marty, it's, <laughs> as always, it's been a pleasure. And uh, thank you for joining me. I look forward to being on your show coming this season. Yeah, no, absolutely. Saturday, you, we've got a spot for you. I love having you on. And uh, it's what the pregame's all about. It's the anticipation. This is what baseball's all about, the anticipation of the game that's going to happen. The Giant Splash is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Support the Splash and all of the Chronicle's great journalism by signing up for a Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.